0: Welcome to You Do What? with Chris Ansoff. Have you ever wondered what kind of jobs or careers are out there? Or have you met individuals that have like really interesting jobs and you wonder how they ended up with that job or that career? Well, in this podcast, I'm going to interview folks and find out what their current career or job is and then find out how they got there. So let's meet Amy. So what do you do now?
1: I am a registered nurse. I work at an acute inpatient rehabilitation uh, hospital unit. So I work with patients who um, have um, physical difficulties, people like um, spinal cord injuries, strokes, people with brain injuries, amputations, and then just various stability from any illness that you can think of.
0: Wow. Now, when you were in high school and looking to go to college, was this on your radar of where you wanted to be or doing okay what how did you get to become a registered nurse what was your path
1: so all throughout high school I planned on being an aerospace engineer okay um I've always been really good at math I got really interested in space and aircraft when I went to space camp in Hutchinson Kansas one summer just for something fun to do and so, you know, everyone kept telling me, well, this is a really good career, it pays very well, and you know, you're interested in it, and you're good at math, so you should absolutely do it. And it seemed like something that I really believed, it seemed like a great plan. So, when I graduated high school, I ended up going to Wichita State, which is close to my hometown, and um, it's a great school for aerospace engineering. Wichita is the air capital of the world, there's a lot of industry out there, it's well known, well reputable. So, I ended up at Wichita State. Um worked for four or went to school for four years and graduated in four years with my bachelor's in aerospace engineering and a minor in mathematics. So during my time at Wichita State, um, my mother passed away my sophomore year of college. And so um, that kind of affected me, but um, I kept going, kept going through the path while I was there at college. I worked on campus at an aviation um, testing facility, I worked in the composite materials testing lab. I did a lot of FAA conformity paperwork to ensure that um, uh, materials, specifically like composite materials that are used on aircraft, um, are the same in every location. So if materials are made in one plant, we want to make sure that they meet the qualifications and the strength and all the guidelines when they're made at a different plant. And so right. I kind of did that with the conformity and the testing and things like that, and upon graduation, I did indeed go and I worked at Spirit Aerosystems as a structural design engineer. So I was hired for a research and development section of the company, and so I worked specifically on pylons, which are those things that hold the wings onto aircraft.
0: So, gotcha. Okay.
1: And that is what I did for about a year and a half. So, if you're familiar at all with the aviation industry, um, It's very variable. There's a lot of layoffs, both on the engineering side and the manufacturing side. In general, what happens is you kind of work on a program for a few years, get laid off, go somewhere else. Um, Moving around is something that's expected. It's not surprising. Um, Got laid off in uh, July, but it was kind of not uh, not your average layoff. So, um, it was a large layoff and it wasn't related to a program ending. So the market was kind of flooded with engineers. So in addition, I hated my job. <laughs> it was okay. very boring, very, very boring. So in school I'm working with a very diverse group of people, people from all nationalities, you know, a lot of females, um, doing all sorts of things on these, you know, school projects, you work on all the different aspects. Um, and then when I was working at the testing center on campus, it's a lot of hands-on work. And again, I was kind of in a floating position where I would go to different departments in order to facilitate my director's programs. And so it was very stimulating. I did different things every day. Um, industry, when I left to work in industry, was not like that at all. It was middle-aged white men who were not diverse at all. Um, out of our group of about 30 people, there was about three women. Wow. Um, So I feel like also uh, not as difficult as engineering school. I mean, obviously, yeah, experience plays a big part of it. And there's a lot of knowledge that, you know, builds the base that you need. But overall, I felt like these men were making, you know, 120K, which in Wichita, Kansas is a lot of money. Yeah, I don't think they were earning it. And, you know, I was making very good money as well. And, as someone who came from a really poor background, I felt a little bit of guilt for this job where I would actively ask for more tasks because I feel like people played the system. If that makes sense, everything moved very slow and I think people were okay with that and I was not okay with that. I wanted to be stimulated. I wanted to be doing all sorts of things and that was not the environment I was getting. And so, um, because I hated my job and because I hated the environment, um, I was kind of hesitant to move to a different state to do this job that I didn't even like.
0: Right. right.
1: I was like, "Mm, this is probably not a good idea. I started looking around Wichita and couldn't find any positions, which makes sense because the market is flooded and I'm a pretty new engineer at this point in time. And I was working in a research position instead of on an actual, uh, you know, production of a, of a product and so I wasn't as marketable right so um only job I could get after a long time applying is one North Carolina and all my family's you know in here in Kansas and I was like I'm not moving to North Carolina for this job that I don't even like so I was like I'm not going to do that so um as I'm not finding a job um I'm also you know actively unemployed and so I am applying for jobs like you know Receptionist at the YMCA. Oh man, and in and Chipotle, but nobody will hire me. I have no income because they see that I have this engineering degree, and I'm sure they're all sure that I will jump ship the second I get a job. But unfortunately, um, I need to pay bills and live. That's <laughs>
0: right.
1: So, so I was kind of stuck in a tight spot, and so while I'm trying to decide whether I want to start looking at these positions that are farther away, I'm like a. Okay, well, what can I do to make money? And so I'm like, well, they always need CNAs, right? So, I'm kind of familiar with the healthcare thing from when my mom spent a lot of time ill before she passed away, and so I know that CNAs are easy. I had a friend from high school who was a CNA, and
0: and what's I, CNA again? I'm sorry, just in case certified
1: there's certified nursing
0: assistant. Okay, and I just want to make sure everyone knows.
1: Sometimes <laughs> called like a nurse tech isn't right. It's the person who's unlicensed, but in most states has to still take a qualifying test to help do like basic care in a hospital, like feeding um, right. people, toileting them, dressing them, things like that. So um, you assist.
0: Right, them. right.
1: So um, I did that. So those classes only last about 10 weeks. And so I'm looking at this and I'm like, well, if I do the CNA class, I could I could do um some type of nursing program right afterwards. And I was like, cause I already have a bachelor's degree. There's only a few prereqs that I don't have like psychology and anatomy and um, a couple of nursing specific ones like pharmacology and um, things like that. So I was like, well, so here's my options. I get an engineering job that pays really well. So, and then I quit school. I can pay off the community college tuition very easily. Not a big deal, right? Or I don't get a job, and I don't decide to move, and I need a job, and so yeah. I was like, "Well, either way, seems like it works out financially, right?" So I was like, "Okay, so I'm going to do the CNA course, and I'm going to start the nursing prereqs at the same time." So was
0: that a, a hard? I mean, it felt like a hard decision, or for pretty, pretty much you're like, "No, this is the way I want to go," because it just felt right.
1: No, it didn't feel right at the time. It was a complete kind of guess in the dark. If that makes okay. sense. I have no idea. Yep like it i've never done patient care i mean i didn't know what it was going to be like to you know clean up bound clean up bladder yeah. and patient. yeah a lot of cnas work in nursing homes or long-term care facilities where you have got a lot of dementia patients and things like that i didn't know if i would like it at all at the time i was also filling out other things i um applied and almost accepted a position as a um oh i'm forgetting the name of the program but it's a program that helps uh <laughs> underprivileged kids get through high school and ends up pushing them towards college. It's an acronym.
0: Something kind of like a big brother, I'm assuming big brother, big sister kind of thing, but
1: an A achieve I either think, yeah. so it'd be a coordinator for the volunteers and the people right. in the program. And so uh, so I was applying for that and at a underprivileged high school in Wichita and kind of looking at that because I always I always natural teacher, you know, Right. helped helped my friends in school, did a lot of math tutoring for people who were not um, my engineering friends in college and things like that. And so I thought that that might be pretty rewarding. And um, because I was also looking at possibly getting my sub license or a teacher license because Kansas at the time was a teacher shortage. You can oftentimes get. Wow. So you had
0: a lot of different things in the fire kind of thing.
1: Exactly, because at this point in time, I just know that I don't like my job, and I need to do something. Because literally, even McDonald's won't hire me because yeah. they think that I'm going to leave them because they see my degree. So, even if I don't put it on my resume, I'm required to, you know, disclose on the application. And so, yeah, I could not get any job. I applied for, you know, ten jobs a week. I was unemployed wow. for like 30 weeks. I mean,
0: wow.
1: yeah, and that's outside of engineering job. You know, at the beginning, it was all these engineering jobs. Yeah. And it was, Literally anything to get a job, and I just couldn't. So,
0: so, what led you to no idea if this was going to work? But... Okay, I was going to say, So, what led you to decide on the nursing part? I guess you went to the program. Mm-hmm. Okay, so
1: nursing the first thing a lot of people probably won't be pleased to hear this, but it's just, um, I was scared of being laid off again, and nursing is a profession that does not go away. It's a very stable. It's available everywhere. So the first of it was like the pragmatism of it was I was like, well, this is a, a solid career choice. Right. So I'm starting these prereqs and um part of CNA classes are doing clinicals where you go into the field and you do hands on work to help get training and things like that. So I'm doing my clinicals and I was like, this is kind of fun. know." Yeah. So it helps that I was at a pretty good facility sometimes some facilities are better than others and so I was at um, a better off financially facility and so um, you know they were pretty well staffed had the equipment that you needed and the supplies that you needed and it was fun all the patients were different the day went by really quick it was busy um, things that you think that are going to be gross things were like doable you know it's certainly different you have to get used to those tasks but it was doable And I was like, okay, I like this. And I was like, I can do this. If nothing else, at least I can get me a CNA job and have some sort of income. And so I um, do that. I finally get a job. And um, so I know that if I want to continue, it's better to um, work for a hospital system. CNAs who work for a hospital instead of a long term care facility um, get paid more, they can do more, it looks better on nursing school applications, it's going to be easier to get a job as a nurse in a hospital. So I knew from all my research that I wanted to work in a hospital. So, but so does everyone else who's so. <laughs> here. I'm applying to like every hospital CNA position and I have no experience, which means I'm not very useful in healthcare Experience is kind of everything you want to experience. And so the only place that ended up hiring me actually one of the few that I even interviewed for was something called a rehabilitation hospital. I didn't even know what it was. I had to Google it before I filled out the application as to what a rehabilitation hospital is. So rehabilitation hospitals, um, deal with people who um, are not able to manage their activities of daily living on their own for whatever reason, those same things that I talked about earlier. So um, these patients at an acute rehabilitation hospital are inpatient because they might not quite be medically stable to go home, but they definitely are not able to do their activities of daily living. So they're getting their medical care, like maybe they're dressing some IV medications, you know, um, help with all those activities. And then they get three hours of um, physical therapy, occupational therapy, and speech therapy during the day. And the goal for these hospitals is to discharge to a community setting. So these are not people that we think are going to go to a nursing home. These are people that we expect to go home or maybe like an assisted living type facility. We only accept patients who we feel have a good chance of being able to be productive in the community for years after discharge. So um, that's what the rehab hospital was. So I started working there and I really liked it. It was very fun. Very fun. Every day is different. Patients stay for a couple of weeks. You get to know them. And the crazy thing is because these admissions are kind of, we choose who we take because we only do this for people who insurance and our doctors decide that it's worth it. That means that most of the time patients get better. So you get a patient who comes in, they haven't had a bath in six weeks because they've been stuck in an ICU bed and they can't get out of bed because it takes two people to do it. And so the ICU nurses aren't trained in that. So we get them up, we get them in a chair, we put them in the actual shower and it's like life changing for these people to have a shower when they haven't had a shower in four weeks. And by the time they leave in three weeks, you know, they're walking down the hallway with a walker.
0: Nice. Uh,
1: Yeah. So they're going to go home. They're going to continue to get better because most of them continue to do therapy after they leave. It's very visible that these people felt way more, um, not necessarily rewarding, I guess rewarding in the sense that, you know, I'm helping a human being, but I can see the product of my work. Whereas when I'm working, designing this pylon, that's a research project. It's not even on an actual project that I spend most of my days researching patents, seeing what everyone else is doing. Nothing is going to come of this pylon for five years. So felt much better. So I liked it, kept doing my nursing prereqs. And so All throughout um, school, you get to do clinicals in nursing school, way more clinicals than a CNA clinical. So I do these clinicals and all these other kinds of units. You get to see a lot of different hospital units. I didn't like any more of them, more than my rehab unit that I worked on as an aide. And so um, a lot of people don't like rehab. A lot It's not a lot of favorites. There's a lot of bowel and bladder management because you just can't be a functioning human in society unless you can – manage your bowel and bladder, I mean, even kids sometimes can't go to daycare until they can do that. You know, it's very limiting in society. And so um, because of that, and because these patients are sometimes physically heavy, um, and because sometimes they're a little bit more stable medically, it's not seen as as cool or as difficult. Um, Some people don't like it but I was like, I think I do like it. I don't think I like any of these units better. And so I would pick up shifts and I would float to other units as a CNA and I still didn't like anything else better. And so finally towards the end of my graduation, I was like, I was like, I think I want to work rehab. (laughs) And so I was like, okay, I'm doing it. I'm going to stay in rehab. But I did know that I wanted to move to a bigger city. So applied to like every rehab unit in uh, Kansas City, knowing that. the one that i wanted to work at was um, university of kansas so it has a really great reputation and so um, got the job moved to kansas city hoping that i like rehab in general and not just my rehab in Wichita <laughs> and It turns out it do i love it so
0: awesome yeah so what aspects of the the rehab area do you you feel like what skills and personality are sort of pluses for what you're doing i mean you're i touch- think you kind of touched on it but just sort of so yeah, the big
1: right. difference between rehab nursing and other nursing is education. So I can have this patient who has a brand new diagnosis. So um, spinal cord injury. So let's say you're in a car accident and you have a spinal cord injury. happens all the time. So um, it changes your body completely. So every task, um, bowel, bladder, like moving, getting up to the chair, how your skin reacts, how your lungs work, all those things are affected by those change, those changes in your body. And the patient needs to understand all those things so that they can take care of themselves. So these patients can be nearly completely independent, but they have to understand how they're different now and how to do those things. And everything kind of takes modifications. So it's all about the education. So when I'm managing their bladder, um, I'm not just managing their bladder. I'm telling them what I'm doing. and I'm telling them why I'm doing it. And I need to push them to do those things for themselves because by the time that they're getting ready to leave, they should be doing that all their stuff on on their own. And I should just be like, they might, I might be handing them a supply. So, it's so,
0: so that teaching comes back in that you were also looking at. Cause you always you're good teaching. So, the, so it like that's part of it. It's a really cool fit for you. That's cool.
1: Yeah. So that's probably one of them. The other thing is kind of, um, uh, innovation maybe in a way, because you have to kind of think outside the box. So if your arm stops working and now you only have one arm, you've got to find a way to do something different. You know what I mean? You're always kind of trying to develop solutions that work for a specific patient for whatever issue they have, for whatever thing that they want to manage. You know what I mean?
0: So, Right. Yeah. What sort of things on sort of the slightly negative side, are there things that you find you know, are not maybe hate about the job, but just find those are the areas you don't like to have to deal with Mm -hmm. or, you know, things that frustrate you?
1: Um, in general, just any nursing position, a lot of, uh, just, uh, cover your butt documentation, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. I I spend a lot of time, um, writing about things i did instead of doing other things i could be doing but i feel like that's a common complaint to nursing in general and i understand why it's there and why it's necessary but but that's pretty frustrating and then the other thing is something i think is also shared from like all nursing disciplines is that it's very disappointing when patient outcomes are not as good as you wanted them to be so sometimes patients are not as medically stable and they get sicker and they get discharged back to the acute side hospital and, you know, you worry about them, you know, are they doing okay? Or, or, you know, like maybe I'm a family member was, this patient needs some assistance at home and the family member was set to do it. And maybe they decide, oh, this is not for me. This is too much work. I can't do this. We might discharge someone to a nursing facility or some type of living situation that they were not wanting to be discharged to. And so those things are frustrating. And I think they're all kind of nursing specific and maybe not rehab specific. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Rehab specific, I'm fine with. But
0: So sort of final question What do you feel, I mean, you've gone through a very interesting process. What sort of lessons do you feel you've learned that if you were to pass on to someone who's either, you know, looking to start their career or change their career, any kind of lessons you would impart from?
1: I'm really glad I didn't move to do an engineering job. Since I did not like it, I think it was very scary to not do that. But I think since we spent so much time working, there's no reason to do something that you don't like. So Mm -hmm. I think take the risk if you're at all doubtful. As long as you're, you know, financially secure enough to survive, you'll be okay. So,
0: okay. Well, thank you so much for your time. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to You Do What? And as Mark Twain said, the two most important days in your life are the day you were born and the day you find out why. If you enjoyed this podcast, let your friends know about it. And drop us a line if you know someone you think would be really good to have interviewed for this podcast. And keep figuring out the why.